the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to another edition of While You Are Single TV. I'm glad that you joined the program again today, and thank you for sharing the program with your friends. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you for watching. I also encourage you to go to the While You Are Single Facebook page, where I have other videos from While You Are Single that will be a blessing to you. I also encourage you to go to our website, whileyouaresingle.org, where you can both listen to the podcast and watch other videos. I also have other resources that will be a blessing to you. Thank you again for joining the program. Let's open up in prayer. Father, I thank you for the privilege to share your word today. I thank you for the person that is watching right now. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our minds to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Happy Valentine's Day. I know that today for some people is a reminder of what they don't have or who they don't have. And as a matter of fact, I'm aware that even people that do have people to celebrate with, people that are married and people that have boyfriends or girlfriends, even some of them um, today is not a very happy day for them because of unmet expectations or things not going according to plan. Whichever case, I want to encourage you to have a happy Valentine's Day. And for my single adult friends, yes, it's not lost on me that some of you are like Tokes. Please don't tell me that Jesus is my husband. Please don't tell me that Jesus is my boyfriend or my Valentine's. Please don't tell me that he loves me and he cares for me and he's always there for me now and forevermore. Please don't use that as an encouragement for me. I'm tired of hearing that. I hear you. I feel you. I hope and I pray that what I'm about to share will encourage you and steer you in the right direction or keep you in the right direction. With that in mind, I want to share a story from which I'm going to share some things that hopefully will be a blessing uh, to you. And the story is about how uh, Isaac and Rebecca got together. I am not really talking about how they got together but I want to highlight something within that story that will be a blessing uh, to you. And to give a quick overview, Abraham um, got one of his servants to find a wife for his son, Isaac. And this story is in Genesis chapter 24. And basically, Abraham asked his servant to go outside Canaan where they lived to go to his relatives to look for a wife for Isaac. And this servant went ahead to look for a wife for Isaac and he got near a well. And when he got to the well, he prayed to God and in not so many words, he said, you know, if a lady comes up and offers to water, uh, to give him water and water his camels, let her be the one that God had appointed for Isaac. And before he finished praying, Rebecca showed up and the rest is history. Okay. Having said that, I want to highlight something in that story. It's in Genesis chapter 24 verses 11 to 13. The Bible talks about how the servants came by a well that was outside the city. And he made 
the camels kneel down by the well and while he was praying he told God that the women are going to be coming from the city to draw water from the well but what I really want to highlight what I really want to talk about is the fact that this servant was outside the city which means Rebecca came from outside her city to meet the man that eventually got her to a husband for some of you the person that God has for you, the purpose that God has for you, the plan that God has for you is outside your city. And until you venture outside your city, your confinement, your boundaries, your shell, your cave, your comfort zone, you might never meet that person. You might never end up where God wants you to end up. And by outside your city, I'm not just talking about your physical location, which is applicable, but I'm talking about boundaries, not God-made boundaries, not boundaries inspired by God, not boundaries that God has given us to protect us and to keep us in His plans. I'm talking about man-made boundaries. I'm talking about Boundaries that were passed down from maybe friends or society or family or community that doesn't line up with God's plan for your life. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in Mark 7, 13, that your traditions have made his word ineffective. Some translations say that your traditions have nullified God's word. In other words, there are certain things that individuals do that there's certain ways of thinking, there's certain ways of doing, there are certain things that are like tradition, that are like cultural, that don't line up with scripture. And consequently, those things can prevent you and I from experiencing all that God has for us because we have sacrificed scripture on the altar of culture. For some of you, the things that God has for you is outside your city. Rebecca had to go outside her city, which happened to be Nahor at the time, to get to the well. And from there, she met the man that got her to her husband. Had she not stepped out from the confines of her city, she will have missed out from the person that God had for her. So for some of you, what God has for you is outside your comfort zone. It's outside your cave. It's outside your shell. It's outside the box. Sometimes there's boundaries, man-made, family-made boundaries, are mental boundaries that are holding some people back from who and what God has for them. As a matter of fact, Rebecca has the opportunity to meet her husband because Abraham had the foresight to tell his servant to go outside the city of where Abraham and the servant lived to find a wife for his son. At the time Abraham lived in Canaan, the Canaanites were living on godly lifestyles. Their way of life did not line up with God's plan for his children. So Abraham told his servant to go outside Canaan 
outside the city, outside that environment, to his relatives to find a wife for his son. So Rebecca has the opportunity to meet her husband because somebody went outside their city to look for her and she went outside her city to fetch water and in the process connected with this guy who got her to a husband. Another prominent couple in scripture is the story of Boaz and Ruth. You can read the story in the book of Ruth. It's four chapters. I don't want to go too much into detail, but the quick overview is that there was a man, an Israelite man named Elimelech, who was married to a lady named Naomi. They had two sons, Malon and Kilion. There was a famine in Israel, so they left Israel and went to a place called Moab. They went outside their city. When they got to Moab, Malon and Kilion got married to Moabite women. Malon married Ruth, and Kilion married Orpah. Unfortunately, their dad, Elimelech, Malon, and Kilion all died in Moab. So Naomi, the widow, the wife of Elimelech, who was left, was stuck with the Moabite women, her daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah. She was grieving, and she decided to go back to Israel. Her daughter's-in-law wanted to tag along with her, but she discouraged them from coming with her. Ruth, on the other hand, insisted that she was going to leave Moab. The Moabites were also people that were not serving God. Their lifestyles did not line up with God's plan for his kids. Naomi was going back to Israel. She discouraged the girls from coming with her, but Ruth insisted and ended up in Israel with Naomi. Unfortunately, Orpah, because her mother-in-law, Naomi, discouraged her, went back to Moab. But here's the thing I want you to notice. Ruth ends up with Boaz because she stepped outside her city, despite all odds. She stepped outside her comfort zone, despite the discouragement from Naomi. Orpah, on the other hand, missed out on what God could have had for her as she stepped out of her comfort zone, but she got stuck in Moab. Not only was she stuck, she regressed because the Bible says she went back to her people and her God, suggesting that there was a time she was serving the true and living God. But after the whole fiasco, after she was discouraged, and of course, the death of her husband, she went back to her old ways and we never heard of her again. With that in mind, I want to say a couple of things. Sometimes some of you are not stepping out of your comfort zone, not because it's not in your heart, not because it hasn't crossed your mind, not because you don't feel like you haven't received an inkling from God to go in that direction, but because somebody you look up to, somebody you think is more mature in the faith, somebody that you're trusting is hearing from God, has told you otherwise. They are the ones that have told you, do not venture outside of these boundaries, do not venture outside of this confinement, because that's what God wants you to do. But unfortunately, at that particular instance, they missed it. And because they missed it, and you took their word, you're also missing it, and missing out from who and what God has for you. I'm all for being under authority. 
In fact, that's part of God's plan for our lives to protect us and to guide us. God never intended that people he appointed under his authority to supersede his authority. Some of us have sacrificed God's word for our lives on the altar of some other person's word in the name of this is what God is saying. I can understand why Naomi said what she said. She was grieving. What she advised Ruth and Orpah to do at that point in time was out of grief. Grief can alter reality. Grief can make people say things that God never said or God never intended. Unfortunately, Orpah received what she was told. She stayed in Moab and missed out from who and what God had for her. Even though Naomi was not recognizing the presence of God due to her grief, Ruth, on the other hand, insisted and persisted to go with her because she wanted Naomi's God. And in the process of venturing outside Moab, she ends up with Boaz. But let me say something else that's very important. While I am encouraging you to step outside your city, if it applies to you, outside your confinement, outside your mindset, outside traditions and, and norms that were not uh, inspired by God, I am in no way saying it to step out of your boundaries just because you want to get married, just because you want to advance in your career, just because you want to find more meaning in your life. I am telling you to step outside the city if God told you to do so. I want to make that crystal clear. God wants you to step outside whatever confines are around you so that you can fulfill his call on your life only if he is calling you to step out of that confine, to step out of that city. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.